Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I'm here, man. I uh, appreciate everybody taking time out of their day to uh, join us here. Uh, we're excited about StarCast coming up next weekend in Las Vegas. Of course, most of the stage shows are going down at Caesars Palace, but uh, if for whatever reason you find yourself at Tuscany Suites, we've got the podcast movement stage there and the dark side of the ring screening one after another and lots of fun events like uh, karaoke with Bill After and uh, just a tremendous uh, fan experience at Tuscany. And it's completely free at Tuscany. No bracelet is required for anything going on over there. And uh, Friday we'll kick things off with Breakfast with Busted Open. And we just announced today that we're doing a cosplay contest there hosted by Leva Bates uh, that will be talked about a lot on Busted Open, I'm sure. And the winner is going to get a pair of front row double or nothing tickets. So we're excited about that. Uh, and, of course, everybody is talking about StarCast on Fight. Uh, 22 live shows available at StarCast on Fight uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And the main event, of course, is the roast to Ric Flair. And I know there's going to be lots of questions about Rick today. Uh, I want to go ahead and, and try to address as much of that as I can. I think TMZ may have gotten a little bit of the story uh, inaccurately. This is not a last-minute surprise surgery to family. Uh, I knew that he was going to be uh, having a procedure done today. Uh, I don't think it is nearly as uh, grave or serious as TMZ would have us believe because Rick's in good spirits about it, knew, knew it was happening, and uh, could choose to have it done now or after Vegas and decided to go ahead and have it done now because he thought he'd be feeling good and uh, wanted to get this behind him beforehand. So uh, I appreciate all of the communication that I've gotten by text and email, uh, but I did just want to share that update with everybody. It's not a last-minute surprise situation. Uh, as far as the details of the surgery, that's a private matter that I'll let him or Wendy or his daughter Ashley address, uh, and I'd rather not just call me a thousand questions about uh, a procedure that he's done. But I do understand the concern and uh, wanted to make sure everybody had all the information that they needed in that regard. So, uh, Derek, with that in mind, you know, I'd like to talk about StarCast. I'm excited to answer some questions. It's been a crazy week with, you know, the Brett and uh, Tom McGee video finally airing on the WWE Network on Monday. And uh, we're going to have both of those guys together for the first time in a long time at StarCast. So it's been a wild week, and, and we're excited as we uh, get our march here to all things Caesars Palace next week. Well, thank you, Conrad. And with that, I will be opening up. A Q&A session. There should be some instructions given to everyone on the phone once I... Q&A session has started. To ask your question, please press star six. If you'd like to ask a question, please press... Your request has been received. Hang tight. Our first question comes from a 646 number. Please identify your name and your outlet and feel free to ask Conrad a question. 
Hey, Conrad, it's Mike Johnson from PW Insider. How are you, sir? Oh, hang, hang tight. Uh, Conrad unfortunately got muted, and we will get him on the line. Go ahead, well, Conrad. Sorry about that, Conrad. Hey, Mike, I appreciate you taking time out of your day. Nice to speak with you. How are you, sir? So I wanted to ask you, first of all, obviously, good good to hear that the Rick situation is not as serious as it would be. It was initially, initially reported. So obviously our best to Rick and everybody in the family, including you. So let's get that out of the way, first of all. Talk about um, staging this event in Vegas versus the first one in Chicago and trying to one-up yourself when you pretty much put together the definitive fan gathering to begin with. Well, I appreciate that. That's nice of you to say. You know, I did feel a lot of pressure to go bigger. Uh, some of these events that I have on the panel this year for StarCast 2 were actually ideas I had the first go around, but for whatever reason, we just couldn't make it happen. I wanted to get Sting there. I wanted to get Bret Hart there. I wasn't able to. Uh, I wanted to, you know, do the roast of Ric Flair, but he was uh, he already had another commitment. And I wanted to have Ric Flair and Ricky Steamboat talk about their feud from 89 and do alternate commentary on one of those matches. Again, Rick wasn't available. And, of course, Arn Anderson couldn't do anything on stage, and Taz wasn't available. So a lot of these ideas are really holdovers from the original StarCast, where for whatever reason, just the logistics and the timing and the schedule, they didn't work out. Uh, so StarCast 2 is really the culmination of everything I ever hoped to do with the original StarCast. Uh, and I appreciate you saying that, but but I, I, I tend to agree. I think this is the biggest and the best wrestling convention of its sort ever. Uh, it's obviously a lot different because we've got the stage show component, but I think it's the best value for the buck around. And, and I hope folks will either join us live in Las Vegas or on fight at StarCastOnFight.com. All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Mike. Um, we will throw it to... You may now ask your question. Please uh, state your name and your outlet, please. Hey, Conrad, Sean Ross Sapp, uh, Fightful.com. Uh, really interested to hear your take on the timing and the release of, of WWE's Tom McGee stuff since uh, your panel was announced. I've talked to people on kind of both sides on this situation, and it's a little bit all over the place. Uh, how do you feel about that? Uh, it, it went exactly as I expected it would. You know, WWE owns that footage. They have every right to show it. I knew that they would eventually. The interest and intrigue was really, really high. And I'm glad that if someone over there was going to put it together, I'm glad it was Giancarlo. I mean, he is a very talented uh, creator, and that's what he's done for a long, long time. And I followed his work from all the stuff he did with GCW and Joey Janela Spring Break and just been such a fan. And I was glad to see that you know, he got something front and center that was near and dear to that hardcore fan. Uh, but once the, the, the tape was found, it was really a race to say, hey, who could do something with this? I know that WrestleCon was in touch with Tom McGee and wasn't able to make a deal work. I was able to make a deal work, and I was ecstatic about that opportunity. And uh, we got working on a video that I thought was going to be pretty groundbreaking, and it got everybody's attention. You know, when we posted that video, the teaser for the panel, it had like 400,000 views in short order or something. It was it was a crazy number, and uh, the interest for that was really really high. So I knew that that you know might uh, push up the plans to release it. But before we ever posted it, I suspected that the match would air before we ever actually got to StarCast. Uh, so now that everyone has seen the match, now they get to you know ask questions about the match, and we get to see Brett and Tom sit together and talk about the match together for the first time. And I just think it's going to be a unique experience. I don't think it's hurt StarCast at all. I know that 
you know, this has been an interesting experience as we march towards the second StarCast. It does feel like there's lots of rumor and innuendo about WWE and what they like and what they don't like or what they'll allow or what they won't allow. Uh, but that was something that I, I never took personally, and I knew that it was relative content, and they owned it, and I'm glad if someone did it, it was Giancarlo. So uh, more people now know who Tom McGee is and know about the hysteria about this match and the backstory than they did a week ago. So I, I don't view it as a negative at all, and uh, in fact, I think interest will be up a little bit for the panel at StarCast as a result. Thanks, comrade. Thank you. All right, we will throw it to a 773 number. Same deal. Please state your name and who you're with. Hi, Conrad. This is Nick Hausman from Wrestling Inc. Thanks so much for taking the time today. All right, thanks for jumping on, Nick. Nice to hear from you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, there was a lot of uh, rumors and innuendo reports, I guess, about uh, you know the relationship you had with WWE that eventually led to Undertaker being pulled from StarCast 2. I was wondering if you could shed some light on what those communications were like with WWE regarding The Undertaker and what concessions, if any, were made to you because of him being pulled out of the event? No concessions were made to me. Uh, absolutely none. Um, you know, it would be nice if, if that were, were to have been the case, but from the very first conversation we had about a suitable replacement for The Undertaker, that was the phrase used, I didn't know who that could be, and I still don't know who that could be. You know, I suggested the McMahons and obviously, you know, that's not going to happen. So uh, I made another suggestion about, you know, maybe we could get Shawn Michaels back who we originally had uh, a deal worked out with, but he, once he realized that we were sort of piggybacking the AWA event, he pulled out and I understand that. So I thought, Hey, maybe we could get Shawn back and we could do the idea for the ladder match with him and, and Razor Ramon talking about 1994 for their 25 year anniversary. But uh, that ultimately wound up not happening. So no concessions were made whatsoever. Uh, and uh, we found out that, you know, I booked The Undertaker through Get Engage Media, and I wired my deposit to Get Engage Media, and I had a contract with Get Engage Media, and I was contacted by Get Engage Media to let me know that WWE would not allow The Undertaker to appear. So uh, unfortunately, the uh, WWE has been painted with the uh, the ugly stick a little bit here, and I think The Undertaker has too, and I think that might be a little unfair. Um, my, my deal was with Get Engage Media, and uh, Get Engage Media is who was marketing and advertising him on his social media and made a contract with me and ultimately didn't honor it. So uh, the, the quote-unquote heat should not be on WWE for this, in my opinion, or, or, or Undertaker for that matter. It's, it's Undertaker's representation, Get Engage Media. Okay, great. Thank you very much, Conrad. No, thank you. Conrad, I have a question here that was submitted. Can you clarify your role with AEW? Sure. Uh, friend, I know that the internet was buzzed this week when uh, the AEW website had me listed as a member of the broadcast team. I don't know why that was exactly a surprise. I hosted the first two rallies. I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not calling anything at double or nothing. I don't have a contract with AEW. Uh, I'm great friends with Cody Rhodes and, and a bunch of those guys, and friends with the Bucks, and obviously I co-host a show now with Jr. And I've been friends with Tony Khan for years. Uh, so, so I'm, I'm very, very good friends with those guys. Uh, but I've never received any compensation. I don't have a contract. Uh, I don't have any plans moving forward. That doesn't mean that won't change. Uh, but I hosted the two rallies, and, and I thought by now everybody would have figured out why. 
Uh, it's not like JR was available to do that, but now that they have Jim Ross under contract, why in the world would they need me to host a rally or anything like that in the future? Would, if they ask me to, will I? Absolutely. Those guys are my friends uh, and I will continue to support them every way I can, but I was front and center for those first two rallies. So technically the only two events they've held, I was like the, uh, the lead guy, I guess. I don't know, but I never put much thought into it, and, and I found it amusing that on a day where such big news broke about AEW being on TNT and wrestling returning to Turner officially, and it's out there, and it's not a rumor, and it's confirmed that anybody had any sort of question about what my role was was a little funny. Um, I, don't, I don't have an official role. My, my role is the exact same as it was in January or February, just a friend. All right, we will throw it to an 814 number. Please state your name and who you're with. Hi, Conrad. This is Dominic D'Angelo, com. Thanks for taking the time today to speak with us. Hey, man, thanks for coming on. I'm a big fan of you guys and appreciate you taking time to jump on with us. Hey, not a problem. Thank you. Um, I think we're all pretty excited for uh, Arn Anderson showing up and having his own solo show. Uh, I was curious if you could talk, like touch upon a little bit about your excitement for it what you'd hope hear from him and like your uh, previous connection with him and how it all came to be with Arn Anderson being at Starcast too. I actually met Arn years ago. I believe it was through uh, Michael Hayes and uh, we just became fast friends. And uh, I mean, he's visited my home and I've visited his and I became very friendly with his wife, Aaron. And of course my wife, you know, grew up knowing both Arn and Aaron very, very well. And, um, we just clicked. So when it was announced that uh, we were doing StarCast, I wanted to do a, a horseman photo op. And of course you can't do that without Arn Anderson. So we lined Arn up and I asked, like I always do, can I get you to do something on stage? And he said, no, I can't do it. Not allowed. And then that changed. So when Arn was no longer there, I said, Hey man, what about a live show? And he said, well, what would that look like? We sort of talked through it and he didn't hate the idea. Now we're glad to uh, present Arn live on stage. Uh, at uh, StarCast 2. It's going down on Friday, and it'll be the last event right before the Double or Nothing press conference, and Arn's back where he belongs, with a live microphone in his hand, under the lights, uh, and without the restrictor plate from WWE for the first time in, gosh, nearly 20 years. So I'm excited, and uh, I'm sure we'll get to hear a little bit about the good old days, you know, the Jim Crockett promotion days, but I'm sure there will be some questions from the audience about WWE now. I don't think it's a big secret that a lot of guys uh, have their favorite agents and John Cena has been the franchise of WWE for a generation now. And Arn Anderson was his go-to guy. So uh, if you ask anybody who's been up there very long, they'll tell you that he's one of the great minds of the business and one of the best quote unquote finished men. And for the first time fans really get to dig into that because he's never done anything like this ever before. So it's one of the panels I'm most excited for as well. Awesome. Thank you, Conrad. Yeah, I'm definitely excited for that one, too. Hell yeah. All right, Conrad, we have another submitted question. Outside of the stage shows, who was the toughest talent to book for StarCast 2 for meet and greets or autograph sessions? Ah, man, that's a good question. Um, Well, Taz comes to mind. I tried to book Taz the first year, and uh, that was quickly shut down because Taz never does anything like this. You know, uh, I'm great friends with with Michael and all the guys at Hotspots who put on WrestleCon, and, you know, they tried to get Taz to do WrestleCon this year, and it was in New York, you know, just a few blocks from his radio station, and 
and he just didn't want to do it. Couldn't do it. Wasn't available. I don't know the circumstances. I just know fans weren't able to meet Taz and he was one of our most requested guests. And I didn't think we would ever get him. And somehow, some way through a process and I, I don't give up easy. We made it happen. Uh, and by the time we actually got him, uh, my docket was full. I didn't have room for a stage show. We had already sort of rolled everything out and announced everything. And somewhere in there, um, we got the bad news that uh, Terry Funk had lost his wife. And as a result, I just laid out and, and didn't pursue that and didn't push that at all. Uh, but when Terry and I finally spoke and, and he made it clear that he, he really needed a little more time and, and wasn't really feeling up to making the trip, there was a hole on the schedule and we were able to get Taz on stage for the first time at Starcast, And we're really excited about that. Uh, and I guess the most difficult international talent was Kobashi. You know, Kobashi was somebody that we wanted from January. Uh, and, and I started trying to negotiate and for whatever reason, I couldn't make much headway. But when we finally got the deal done, uh, I knew that the internet would be really, really excited for that. I hate to call it the internet, but there is a contingent of, you know, hardcore Japanese wrestling fans. And the only place I communicate with them is somewhere online. And um, if you, if you followed the history of Japanese wrestling, you know, that Kobashi is in the same regard as a Ric Flair or a Shawn Michaels is one of the all time greats. I mean, the very tippy top of the list. And to my knowledge, he's never done a meet and greet like this, whether in the United States or, or even in Japan, I don't think meet and greets are really an industry in Japan like they are here but I don't think he's ever done anything like this in the state. So we are thrilled to have Kobashi. So I guess my answer is Kobashi and Taz. Great. Um, appreciate that. And let's go to a, looks like a three, three number. Uh, please state your name and who you're with. Hello, my name is Stephanie from Steel Child Magazine in UK, and I'm calling from France. Uh, hi, Conrad. Well, hello. Thank you for calling in. Uh, it's my absolute pleasure. Uh, you will welcome my fellow writer, uh, Liam O'Rourke, uh, on StarCast, so it's even more a pleasure for me. Uh, you said that it didn't have any kind of role with AEW, but at the same time, on the other side, um, is StarCast meant to follow uh, AEW events uh, or StarCast is made to have its own life. And uh, do you think of developing the, um, the concept to other countries? And why not in Europe? Thank you. Well, I guess I'll start with the last question first. I would absolutely be delighted to do one of these in Europe. Um, unfortunately though, the location is not really up to me. I am trying to piggyback other events, uh, but if, if there were an opportunity to do this somewhere in the UK, uh, I think that would be a huge hit. Uh, I was able to take my podcast, something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard on the road, uh, for a tour through fight forever in December. And I was shocked at how popular the podcast was over there. And a, a friend of mine has said that he considers the UK a, a wrestling crazed country. And it wasn't until I was over there that I really understood what he meant. And I absolutely loved my, my time there and would love to bring uh, a star cast over there. And, and given uh, the relationship that the Khan family has uh, in the UK, it does make me uh, hopeful that there will be a star cast in the UK at some point. Uh, as for whether or not star cast is an AEW thing, because we follow AEW events, that's not exactly true. 
the first StarCast was based on All In, which was uh, a Cody Rhodes and Young Bucks production. Now, of course, Cody Rhodes and Young Bucks are with AEW. Uh, so, of course, that's where I am. So my loyalty uh, to the StarCast brand is always going to be to the, the fellow who believed in me to give me the opportunity to sort of piggyback the event the first time, and that's Cody Rhodes. So while on paper, uh, you know, the StarCast Corporation, uh, the StarCast LLC is 100% me uh, in my in my heart and mind. It, it's 50-50, Cody and the Bucks and myself, because without those guys allowing me to, you know, try this last year in Chicago, there's no way we would be doing it now in Las Vegas. Uh, but, I, I mean, if I'm honest, I expect as AEW continues to grow, they'll want to have their own convention arm, much like WWE has access. I mean, that seems like a natural progression at some point for AEW, uh, but I won't compete with that. You know, I don't want to be, you know, the WrestleCon to AEW, sort of like WrestleCon is to WrestleMania. WrestleCon has become their own brand and their own thing, so I'm never going to swerve into that lane and try to do something like that uh, during WrestleMania. But at the same time, I don't, I don't know that I would try to compete with an AEW production. Like, those are my buddies. I don't, I don't want to compete. I want to do it with them or not at all. So uh, I'm not following AEW. I'm following Cody Rhodes. That's a great commitment. Fantastic. Thank you very much. And I appreciate you calling in. I have no idea what time it is over there that you guys were uh, even calling in today. So it made my day to hear that you were. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. It's 7.30 in uh, France. Well, there you go. Thank you very much. Uh, another question here sent in. Can you talk about the timing of landing Dean Malenko? It seemed like he left WWE, and the next day he was uh, announced for StarCast. Can you talk about that timing? Sure. I mean, you know, I don't think it's a big secret that, that uh, I'd already booked Arn Anderson, and Arn was uh, obviously a longtime friend of Dean Malenko, not just from the WCW days, but they were both agents or producers or whatever the title is in WWE. and um, they were in communication. So once I heard before it was made public that, uh, Dean was no longer with WWE, I texted Arn and said, Hey man, I think, uh, Dean would want to come to Starcast." And he replied with his phone number. So I reached out and texted him and uh, we worked the deal out. I started working on the graphic and then I think I actually had it ready before it was public that he was gone, uh, but I wanted to wait and not, you know, sort of j jump on that or step on that. So I waited a whole day maybe not even a day, maybe, maybe 12, 14 hours, but I waited a little while and then pushed it out. And we're excited that Dean's going to be there, you know, especially on a weekend where we're really celebrating all things Ric Flair and Horseman. Uh, it feels like we should, we should definitely have Dean there and we're excited to have him. Great. Thank you. Uh, just a reminder, if you want to uh, submit a question, please do so now. Uh, I have another one here that was submitted um, through chat. Um, I will just summarize it. Is the, does the TNT deal with AEW affect how StarCast will be able to draw talent in the future? Well, I don't know what the future plans are for StarCast. I know that sounds silly, but I'm so focused on Las Vegas right now. I don't know, you know, what that even looks like in the future. But as I just sort of alluded to a minute ago, if at some point, you know, AEW wanted to do their own sort of version of access like WWE does, that would make logical sense to me. And, and I would be happy to help them with that or, or bow out if, if they decided that, 
you know, they wanted to handle it on their end. You know, I'm, I'm going to support whatever those guys do, no matter what, uh, that they've believed in me and supported me. And that's the right thing to do. So I can't speak to what will happen in the future, but I can say that thousands of fans are going to have the time of their lives next weekend at Caesars Palace in Las Vegas for StarCast 2. Great. Well, I'm looking at the the queue for questions, and it is empty, Conrad. Um, so is there any closing remarks that you'd like uh, before we say goodbye? I just want to uh, thank everybody for all the thoughts and prayers for Rick and, and his family. Uh, but I want to assure everybody that uh, uh, Rick was not worried about this. Rick did not think it was going to be uh, on TMZ or reported the way it was, obviously, and 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 he had an option of of doing this procedure now or waiting until after Starcast. He opted to do it now, so it's not uh, it's not nearly as grave. I hate to even use a word like that, as maybe TMZ has suggested. Uh, but I'm sure there will be a, a statement posted at some point later today or early tomorrow. Uh, but it's all systems go. The roast Ric Flair is still happening, and and so is Starcast and. Uh, we're still behind the scenes working on a few little last minute surprises, but it is a who's who of wrestling talent who will be converging on Las Vegas and Caesars Palace next weekend from Sting and Bret Hart and Ric Flair and Kobashi and, of course, Cody and the Bucks and Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega and everyone in between. Uh, more than we can possibly list on this call, but 22 live shows on fight. Uh, you don't have to be in Las Vegas in order to enjoy it. It's live and on demand with unlimited replays in HD anywhere you have a smart device or an internet connection at starcastonfight.com. Or if you'd like to attend, tickets are still on sale. And I should mention there is a flash sale tomorrow for one hour. Uh, so if you're, if you're going and for whatever reason uh, weren't able to pick up one of your favorite meet and greets or an eat and greet where you could have lunch with a Hall of Famer, uh, all of those will be available and many will be uh, reduced by half tomorrow at noon Eastern. Uh, with the promo code half. So the flash sale is tomorrow at noon. The promo code is half and uh, you can uh, pre-order Starcast on Fight at starcastonfight.com. Conrad, I know you're busy, so I want to thank you for uh, making the time today. Uh, media members who joined the call, I also want to thank you. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.